Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of White Wine Question Time, something from the cellar our midweek mini-drop that allows us the chance to revisit some of our finest conversations. And seeing as we're well and truly in the depths of January, the longest ever month of the year, we thought, for those of you who are trying to do January dry, you might need a bit of mid-month inspiration to spur you on until the end of the month. So on today's episode, we look back at some of our best conversations about changing your relationship with alcohol. First up, we've got the lovely Lisa Riley, better known as a television presenter and of course to Emmerdale's Mandy Dingle. Here she talks about the hard partying that went on behind the scenes when we both worked together many moons ago on the Strictly tour. At the time, Lisa was knee deep in grieving her mother and realised that alcohol was not arguably the friend she needed at that time. Seven years ago she gave it up and well, she's never looked back. Lisa Riley, as I live and breathe, the last time we were together for any considered amount of time, we were touring the UK, caked in fake tans, 
sticking with sequins yes. and touring with Strictly. I know. All them years back now. It's yeah, it's ten years ago ten now. Ten years. I can't ten years. That. I know. And then it was it was a joy. Our cast and everyone says it. We we were so close. You saw that yourself. Yeah. You know, we're still all friends now. And yeah. And it was like the the program producers kind of wanted us to make us like competitive. And we we're like, no, we're just having a right good laugh and having a sharabang going on the, all oh, around the, the country. The tour was brilliant, was wasn't fabulous. it? I was a very very new young mum, so I was touring with the baby um, and staying in apartments and hopping on and off the tour bus. But you were, I mean, literally, the band loved you, yeah. the cast loved you, the yeah. crew loved you, and the crowd loved you. You went out two days, well, on matinee days, twice a day. Yeah, yeah. And gave it what for, babe? Yeah, I know. It was, do you know what the best thing about Strictly was? It was a little bit of a two fingers because when, when it got announced, right, because there'd been the Anne Widdicombs and the yeah. John Sargent's prior, right, it was kind of a little bit like when, when they sort of like gave the pictures, it was like, oh, here she comes. She's, you know, she's the curvy one. She'll be the joke. And it's like, oh, right, well, big girls can't move. And it was like, well, I can. I can dance and I've got rhythm and I want to learn and I want to be a sponge. I want to take in all the information that Robin gave me. And I think as well, you know, Rob, you know. We, Robin we, we, Windsor was we, your We were strictly, partner. yeah, Robin Windsor. No, we were Will and Grace. We were, you know, yeah, you and were. we were Will and Grace and we'll always be Will and Grace, you know. And I love that. And we're still as close as we, we've ever been, you know. I was seeing him in his show. I was, I was like a proud mum sat on the second row going, oh, that's my boy, you know. And he's, and he's still dancing. So, yeah, the show, the show is brilliant. You know, you know, you worked in it with us for years. It's, mm. it's like, who doesn't want to be involved with Strictly? It's stressful, don't get me wrong. Um, and but those eight a shows a week at that that level when you're playing to 20,000 a show yeah you know, some days you're doing 40,000, you know? know. It takes it out of you. But my God, I had some of the best times on that. Oh, because we partied hard on that tour. Yeah. We, we partied so hard. And I'll never, ever forget, right? And Robin still gives me the glare when I tell this story. And, well, you'll remember it well. We were at Nottingham, right? Yeah. Nottingham Marina. And, yes, we'd had quite a few bottles of Malbec on the bus coming over as we got to Nottingham, as we did. Got there at night, didn't we? And then we check in. Yeah, so we'd leave a show, get yeah. on the bus, yeah. drive to the next city. Yes. Have a few drinks and a couple of ham sandwiches on the bus. Yes. And and then check into the hotels in our onesies. Yes. And then get up and do the next show the next day. Yeah. So this was Nottingham and yeah. we'd had a lot of Malbec on the bus. And yes, as you said, I was friends with the band and we had a few like lock-ins in the lobby uh, lobby bar of the hotel. And um, we went to the show at seven o'clock and I literally turned to Kim Winston, the producer, and I was like, have you got some Panadol, please? <laughs> I just need Panadol. <laughs> My head was pounding. Literally, I was sweating the tan off. I was like, just like <laughs> drink sweats completely. And I looked at Robin, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. And he's like, come in the corner, we'll practice. I said, it's not the case. I said, I know the routine. I just don't think I can give anything. I said, I'm absolutely hanging. I'm hanging. I am an off license on legs. Literally. <laughs> yeah, I'm a human bottle of Malbec, right? <laughs> and so I go and I literally did the show. However, when we did our famous catch lift, uh, we changed it on the tour and we gave it more room. We not only did the catch, if you remember, we did the handstand lift. Yes, you did. And I dropped him. <laughs> And it was like I this. Remember, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I dropped him. I dropped you him. Drunk dropped him. And I just <laughs> literally because you, you've got the dance routine in your head, you're just going, keep going. You know, Doctor Footlights. The lights are on. Keep going. Yeah. Which I did. 
when we'd had the chat with you and he's smiling, he's smiling, he's got my hand and he's like this. The second we left you after our interview, and we got we got the, like the straight eight score. We went through the back tunnel where you'd arrived from and he just looked at me and the glare he gave me and I was like, ah, and he'd hurt himself. He'd hurt his elbow. You know, they're professional dancers. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. But I mean, you know, I've made it up to him tenfold, tenfold, you know. And um, yeah, but that's that will always be our, our, our amazing story of Nottingham when I dropped him. You two had a lovely bond, actually. The, the genuine friendship grew out of that, didn't it? Oh, yeah, inseparable. And and trust, you know, and, and I've been yeah. there for him a lot and he's been there for me so much. And when I was on the show and when I said, you know, thank you for putting up with me, it wasn't a case of, like, what had gone on with the routines and, and tirelessly being my tutor it's because no one knew that my mum had just passed and he was he was my rock he was my everything because I distinctly said to the producers I was like under no circumstances can anybody know that my mum has just passed right because the thought of someone picking up that phone and voting for me and Rob Robin because of that that rather than what we were doing on the dance floor that would kill me it would destroy me and also my mum wouldn't have wanted that you know and so, it was so raw for you still it was it was and do you know what I, I do think I and I've said this many times I put like the Strictly duvet over me to get me through that that utter, utter it was your um, fire blanket at the time wasn't it I love that I've never heard that before that's beautiful yeah it was it was my that's fire totally blanket no it's beautiful yeah it it literally it, it, but I think we could all see that on the tour with you you yeah. were so raw yeah and you were determined to carry on because that's what your mum would have wanted yeah. your mum loved Strictly yeah. you were worried about your dad you were trying to keep it all together yeah the show must go on. Yeah. But we were all side-eyeing you when you thought, you, you know, when we thought you weren't looking, going, is she okay? Yeah, I wasn't. God, no. you, of course you weren't. You no. were you were getting on with it as best yeah. you could. And yeah. I don't know how you did. And that's, I think, the late nights in the bars. I know sometimes you shouldn't self-medicate, but I think, honestly, at some some points, that probably was quite helpful to you. Totally agree. I remember, I remember, well, you'll remember when we won Manchester. And, of course, Manchester is where I'm from. I'm born and bred Mancunian. And I had so many family, so many friends, so many mm. guests that wanted to embrace my joy, that wanted to go, we're here for you. But I kind of cocooned myself. And I was just going to be like, I was like, hi. And they're like, well, should we see you after? I was like, and we're honestly, Kate, we're talking like probably 75 people here, right? Excluding <laughs> dad, right? And I'm just like, hi, uh, bye. Because I didn't want to face reality. If I left that, that safety bubble the of bubble. Strictly, right? And I was with my 75 friends, family, guests, people I adore, you know, my nearest and dearest. Then that took me back to the realisation of agony and pain. But of course, then February 19th came. End you of know, the show. And the tour was over, the series was over, you know, the frocks go back in the wardrobe. Robin, yes, of course, was my lifelong friend. We went to New York, he got engaged, it lasts for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Campus engagement up in a helicopter, but hey, that's another story, we're all still friends. And <laughs> yeah, and so we kind of did that New York trip and then again, it was, it was that middle of March and then I went back home, I went back to Manchester and I was just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And there was something then, in March, and that was a hard conversation with my dad. And I was like, what have I said, dad? What have I said to you? I want to, I want to leave Berry. I want to leave Manchester. And he's like, it's your home. It's where your family are, your bestest friends. You know, I went, I want to go, I want to leave. And I said, when mum died here, something died in me. I want to go to London. And literally within you did. space of like three months, I I bought my house in Notting Hill and, and thought that was my forever home. And there she is now, the girl, girl back in Yorkshire. Yeah, but it's processing, right? It's it's dealing yeah. with stuff, and sometimes you need to run from pain until you're ready to sit with it. But Notting Hill helped me in that sense. Yeah, because my friends came to me 
we'd have a lovely time. I then gave up every morsel of alcohol because I realized that what I call, you know, you put a blister strip on your life. Yeah. yeah. I had to self heal. I had to let the blister mm. hurt me really, really sting and pop. Um, and I did because my friends were coming to me. I was, I'll admit it, I'm a bit of a control freak. You know, I'm Cancerian, right? I own that. And I think that I, I owned my pain. And so by doing that, it was like just going, what am I doing? What am I doing? I have a lovely life. I have a wonderful career, you know. And so it was a time when I just went, right, well, let's see if I can give it up. And here we are. And I'm like, how many years that? now? Seven years. Lisa, I mean, like, listen, <laughs> for, for, for people listening, yeah. you could drink. Nearly eight. Oh, God, of course I could. But you were. Yeah. Human Malbec bottle. <laughs> literally, yes. like, literally, I watched you drink the band under the table yeah, on yeah, the bus. Yeah. And still sing karaoke. And, and still make sense and then check into a hotel and do a couple of selfies with people. I'm like, where's she putting it? <laughs> Jesus, she can sign a registration form and everything. I would have been boss-eyed. Yeah. But you just stopped. Yeah. That was it. I think you always knew what you needed when and the control freak in you knew when to go, right, that's enough now because I don't control it there's a chance that this might start controlling yeah, me. Yeah. I'm out. The Siggies were harder. I'll, I'll, I've always said that. Even now, if I'm like... I can't believe you did those shows, drinking and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Robin still smokes. Now I tell him, off, I go, what are you still smoking for? <laughs> yeah, but they can do it, you know. But yeah, the, the Siggies, even to this day, if I'm like coming out the station and I can smoke when you mm. walk out, I'm like, oh no, yeah, that's still, yeah, but no. It kind of, it was that closure and it's the best, best decision I ever made. You know that, geez, more than anybody. Yeah. Best decision I ever made in my life. Well, yeah. I commend you. Um, so sorry I'm not drinking the wine on no, today. No, I know. It's just... titled White Wine. I mean, No, but me. listen, we've had lots of people who don't drink on the show and that's great too. The idea is about getting together with friends yeah. and letting the conversation flow. Yeah. Next, we have all-round funny man, showbiz stalwart, Brian Conley. He's got a 40-year career behind him, and he spent almost half of that sober. And here he is, talking about his decision to give up the booze with a little bit of help from a psychiatrist following on from the death of his father and how sobriety has arguably made him a better man and an even better performer. Listen, once again, you know, like... I'm not worried about my career. I just hope people say, hey, he was kind. I, I had to go, to, I went to a hospice only t two days ago, uh, Windsor, Windsor Hospice for a friend. And I had the best time ever. Went round, met everyone, and I always come in, every room will go, hi, I'm famous, touch me, rub my body, baby. Hi, <laughs> I'm famous, you know, and I just diffuse it and just have a laugh with them and gently sort of rib them. And, uh, I walked away going, God, what a wonderful time I had there. I think as I've got older, I appreciate how important it is to just give a bit back. And, you know, I'm talking to people there that actually haven't got long. And all of them say, you know, and this is another reason I'm, move, I'm moving on. All of them say, don't think any of it's going to last forever. Yeah. This poor guy, he was there, he just retired, and his wife had just passed away. And he said, don't, don't... Uh, don't waste any time. Don't keep putting off. Oh, I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to do that. Oh, once I've done that. And uh, and I thought that was quite ironic because that was happening. And in the papers, it was going, oh, he's kicked off and he's going to leave. But it really sort of uh, put a perspective on, yes, what is important. And uh, uh, yeah, what is important. And what is important is family, 
and and it's having a laugh. You know, I, and I'm very lucky. I can actually have a laugh sober. Yeah, because you're sober. I don't. Yeah. How I don't long drink. have you? How long have you been sober now? I I give up uh, nineteen years. Ago. Bloody hell. I know. Uh, it'll be uh, 20 years in February. I mean, it was just when my father died. And my father, when he died, hit me like a ton of bricks. And uh, I was all right for about a year. I thought, oh, I'd addressed it. I'd moved on. But then suddenly I kept getting uh, anxiety and panic attacks. And I, I didn't know what they were. What's wrong with me? I'm sort of, uh, you know, I'm only going to pick the kids up from school. What is going on here? You know, I'm the guy that at that time was hosting the National Lottery live. And I'm going, I can't even pick the kids up from school. What's going on? Um, and I was self-medicating with the alcohol because he had died and I was never an alky, but it had crept up and up and up. So then I went to a psychiatrist and I said, listen, I will do anything to feel better. He said, well, you should try and give up the alcohol. <laughs> and I went, yeah, but I'm going on holiday to Antigua. And it's all inclusive. So when I come back, I'm going to really focus on, on giving up. And he went, yeah, but won't there always be a holiday? Won't there always be a weekend, a birthday party, a pub on the corner? Yeah. And I went, I said, that's one paying you the big bucks. Yeah, you're right. And then over a period of time, it didn't like stop straight away. But over the next six months of talking to him and backing away and then going to a party and, and sort of moaning at him that everyone's having a good time except me because they're all drinking. And then we go, well, why? why? Why do you think they're having a good time and you can't? And all these sort of things that we'd analyse. And then in the end, I started coming out the other side and going, do you know what I feel? I'm on an even keel. I just feel so better, so brighter. And then uh, I think it was my brother. He came to see me work and he said, Brian, I have never seen you that good. You were unbelievable. And I suddenly realised I've got a clear head. I'm in the moment. Uh, I don't have these spikes of when I'm sort of up there and down. And then he said to me, the psychiatrist said, you know when you drink, there's only really a small window where it feels really good. And then you'll tip over the other side. And, and do you really want that little window or do you want like a good day? Yeah. And that really made sense as well, you know. Well, the math speaks for itself then, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. God, that's a really good way of putting it. So, you know, when, when you reached that kind of decision to go sober, mm -hmm. I mean, when you sat down and discussed it with, like, Anne-Marie, for example, did she say, oh, thank God, about time? Or was it just you that was having a hard time with it? Was it had it had it seeped into family life? Like, oh, she's like, oh, bloody hell. She was, um, she was quite upset. She goes, I've missed my drinking partner. <laughs> she's super supportive then. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Uh... But no, uh, the, I was never an alcoholic, uh, but it just got in the way. It just got in the way of every night, you know, just to sleep. Oh, I'll go, rock, oh, I have a couple of drinks, a few Jim Beam, I like Jim Beam and ginger ale, a uh, bottle of wine, you know, and it just crept up and up to, there was no time I couldn't have a drink in the evening, you know, yeah. even if I was working the next day. Oh, I've got to have a few drinks because it helps me sleep. That's it, that's what it does. You know, and then when I went to psychiatrist, uh, I went, oh, yeah, but it helps me sleep, you know, and I always need about at least eight, nine hours. He said, yeah, but if you don't drink, you won't need as much sleep because you won't have to recover. Yeah. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I was never that bad, But maybe it was you know, something you just that. needed as you came to terms with your dad's 
passing. You know, it's oh, it's... without a doubt. I was so close to him, and you know, it was a big, you know, uh, a big hit. Uh, because he, I, I'm two years older than when my dad passed away. Yeah, I was going to say he was a very 59. young man. I know, and I can see now, because 20 years ago, when I was 25 now, when I looked at, you know, oh, he's an old man, he's much older, you know, but never wanted him to go, but felt that he had lived a life. But now I'm 62, and I'm thinking, no, i still got a lot in me, I think. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Last but not least, we have the brilliant journalist and broadcaster Adrian Charles, who has, well, a much more simplistic relationship with booze these days, having been inspired to write a book all about moderating his drinking. The book's called The Good Drinker, and he explains the lessons that he's learned and subsequently imparted about not going dry and entirely sober, but living more of a damp existence when it comes to his relationship with booze. Talk to me about The Good Drinker, because I know that it's something that people talk to you about, not on a daily basis, but not far off it, in terms of being intrigued by the way you've managed to hold on to your drinking life in a really good way, rather than just having to kick it to the curb. Yeah, I mean, I just tried to get across that, you know, for many big drinkers, it's, you know, the only way to really bring it to a you know to, to deal with it is to stop completely at least for a you know at least for a few months um but there there is another way you know there isn't there is another way this might be appropriate for some people it's important that this is out there if, if only because there's so many drinkers who really need to address their drinking but they're frightened to death of the idea of stopping drinking so they're frightened. Some doctor's going to say, yes, you've got to stop completely. And they can't imagine their life without it. So that in itself 
ends with them not dealing with anything. You know, you've people have got to understand that you know there is a way of moderating. And look, even just moderating a bit helps. You know, let's say you know if you're drinking fifty units a week, you know, which is roughly say twenty twenty five pints of beer, say. Um, the recommended healthy amount is 14 units a week. Which boils down to what, seven pints? About seven pints, or seven pints a week, or a, you know, a, a bottle of wine is about nine, about nine, ten units. So, but the, the point is, people will hear those, heavy drinkers will hear that 14 units a week figure. You'll think, well, I'll never get down to that. That's absolutely ridiculous. So they just won't bother. And what they need to understand that if you go just down from 50 to 40 units a week, you're doing yourself a lot of good. In fact, you're doing yourself relatively more good than going from 50 to 40. You're making more of a difference, sort of proportionally, relatively, whatever the word is, than if you're going from 20 to 10 units. Mm. Just because the way the harm curve works without getting too technical about it. So marginal gains are available here. You know, you don't have to quit completely. You don't have to get down to 14 units a week to get some benefit from it. What really resonated with me was your two drinks theory, right? And you were so right. The first drink, you know, that first glass of wine, for example, so I'm a wine drinker. Yeah. And for you, it would be the pint. You go, oh, that's nice. And then the second glass, or the second pint, sort of supports that. And that's nice. Yeah. And I'm kind of nice on two glasses. And then by the third, you're just chasing what's gone. Yeah. And all that lies in after that, for me at this, this stage in my life, is a hangover. <laughs> on two glasses, I'm good. Yeah. And that was your recommendation. Well, not recommendation, but that was your observation, which is, you know, those, those first two, are the, that's mm. really what you're there for. Well, the, the whole book was sort of about changing changing the mindset a bit on it and just delaying everyone to take a long look at themselves about how you, you to really understand and appreciate what's going on. So the point I was making that you have that first drink and for whatever reason, that first drink, you know, makes you feel better, gives you a change of emotional state. And then the second drink, much less so. And then every subsequent drink, every subsequent drink is, is, is just a futile attempt to recreate the feeling that the first drink gave you. Thank you so much for your company this week for another trip down to the cellar. And if you'd like to hear all of those episodes in full, just search for the guest names in your search bar and you'll find them in our back catalogue, which currently holds over 300 episodes. In this episode, you've been listening to Lisa Riley, Brian Conley and Adrian Charles. I'll be back on Friday with another star-studded guest. Until then, thanks for listening. Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.